You're listening to episode four of the Subscription Boss podcast series brought to you by CrateJoy along with The Products Boss. In this episode, Jacqueline and I chat with Vanessa of Love Delphine. We brainstorm with her how to make her existing box that she has in her business and outfit box into the subscription box business model with CrateJoy. And it's a really fun episode where we're just kind of chatting it out and giving her an on-air coaching call along with a brainstorming session. So let's get started. Welcome to season one of the Subscription Boss series, brought to you by The Product Boss, with your hosts and product experts, Jacqueline and Mina. We invite you to explore the Subscription Box business model with us to add reoccurring revenue to your bottom line, plus increase your visibility. Interested? Keep listening. Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline, with my co-host, Mina. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. Today, we are so excited to have a guest on. We have Vanessa Badalato from Love Delphine. She is an online boutique, a blogger, and a coach for online product entrepreneurs that want to start and launch their own boutique, basically online. I keep saying online. And you're a mom and a wife. So Vanessa, welcome. Hi guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about how you started Love Delphine and the blog. Sure. So um, I was selling LuLaRoe actually for about a year and decided that I was ready to move on to having a little more independence with a boutique. I still really enjoyed the fashion side of things. So um, started my own online boutique and a blog attached to it. And there are tons and tons of women who are deciding they're ready to do the same thing. And it's been a natural extension to be coaching them on how to exit LuLaRoe or another direct sales clothing brand and go indie. Awesome. So tell us about the store. What are you selling? Um, who are you selling to? So my clientele is mostly um, 30-somethings, moms, usually moms who uh, work from home or maybe stay-at-home moms. So casual, but put together. So stuff for people who are just busy, but want to look cute <laughs> in a hurry. <laughs> when you started your business, did you was that expected? Did you think that's what you were going to do? Or did you just really take, you know, that you were just going to be a clothing boutique and then it, it morphed into that? Yeah. So I think I knew, you know, I had my, my clientele just kind of carried over from LuLaRoe, which is, they're mostly known for leggings, right? And so I knew I didn't want to do leggings. Um, and then as I was doing LuLaRoe and got familiar with uh, fast fashion, I knew that I didn't want to do fast fashion. So I started looking into what it would mean to carry items that were sourced um, ethically in the United States that were maybe fair trade, made out of uh, sustainable materials or more sustainable materials. And so I, I wanted to be able to kind of educate my current customers about how that was different and a little bit better and still was within their price range. Yeah. 
I think it actually is incredible. And Mina and I were talking about this off air, but the price point that you are able to provide your customers, it's a lower price point for what's made in America and it's sustainable and sometimes organic because usually that usually drives the price up when it's domestically made. Yeah. I love the words that you said, ethical fashion, right? So I think that it's just, it hits with a lot of people because I think that's what we're looking for a lot of times is just to make sure that we don't have to think about whether or not it's ethical, right? It's just brought to us in a, a delivered to us with, with knowing that we're doing some good. So when you started the business, you said you brought over your customers from LuLaRoe when you were not brought them over, but you know, this is this core group of people. How many people did you start with when you started your website in terms of an email list? So that's a, it's a funny question because I feel like it's very apropos because LuLaRoe makes you only say on social media. (laughs) And so I didn't have an email list. So I've been building it. And now that there's all of these changes with Facebook and social media in general, I'm realizing that my email list is something I really need to focus on. Um, But I had had about 1,500 people in my Facebook group. And then I went live and I told them, you know, this is the direction my business is going. And as soon as I put, I changed my group name to going out of business. (laughs) I got lots and lots of people coming wanting to buy cheap LuLaRoe. And then as I kind of moved over into my own independent boutique, I lost a lot of people. So now I want to say about 500 people is what I have. Um, I do run Facebook ads. And so there's like the random straggler who comes and shops and buys something and they're not necessarily attached to any kind of list. So previous. And so the Facebook ads, you run them yourself or do you have help with that? I run them myself. And how did you learn how to run them yourself? I trial and error. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me more about your avatar. Um, you said a mom in her thirties that's busy. What are the types of moms you're attracting and what are you seeing that they are wanting to buy from you? Yeah. So I think, you know, as, as moms, there's so much that we do for our kids, right? Like we're looking at, are we feeding them organic food? Are are these food dyes bad for them? Are GMOs bad for them? Are we like, what kind of diapers are we supposed to be using that aren't affecting the planet? So we're putting all of this time and energy into our kids. And then we realize like, oh, there is a ton of <laughs> energy I've been putting into my kid. Am I, is there anything left for myself? And so I wanted to make it really easy because I know how busy moms are. Um, I wanted to make it really easy to take care of yourself and not negatively impact the planet or maybe another woman somewhere across the planet so that I could just say, hey, you can shop here. You're not supporting a sweatshop. You're not necessarily polluting the planet and you're taking care of yourself. Like I'm making it a kind of a one-stop shop to look put together and feel good. Like you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. And it's nice because we also are always trying to take care of others. So knowing that you're doing good while, you know, cause we tend to put ourselves last. So doing well for others then for yourself, it's almost, it's easier to almost bite that, right? Like to say like, yeah, I'm doing for others and myself. So tell us then about, you have a jewelry, you sell jewelry as well as um, your clothing online and you do have, you do work with jewelry. So tell us about that 
Yeah. So I am, it's called a compassionate entrepreneur. Um, (laughs) I sell trades of hope jewelry. So it's a company that works with artisan guilds all around the country and their main focus, they choose artisan guilds that are paid before the jewelry comes to trades of hope. And they're all focused on empowering women all over the world out of poverty. Um, and the reason that they chose women, my son actually asked me, he's like, why women? Why not men? Is <laughs> because a woman is four times, I think four times more likely to give back to her community. So you're making a bigger impact when you are empowering a woman out of poverty. Hence your entire business model, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I was trying to say and you said it. Um, All right. So we wanted to get into a little bit of coaching with you because I know that you have a thriving business. You're busy. People want to hire you to coach them on launching their own online boutiques as well as a thriving store online that you're doing really well with. So what are your biggest struggles? Um, As far as my business, you mean? Yeah. With your online boutique. Uh, I think... My biggest struggles with my online boutique right now are being able to forecast how much of a certain piece to buy. So sometimes I'll do a pre-order on something I'm not too sure about. And then I'll have customers say, oh, I really wanted it. Why didn't you order more? Um, And then other times I'll be so sure something is going to do well and it will sit. And so I found that a great way to move product pretty regularly is to put it all together in an outfit. And especially because my clientele is, generally speaking, busy moms. (laughs) They like for me to say, here, wear it like this, put this all together. It fits into the other pieces you have this way. Um, So style boxes have been a pretty good seller for me. Um, And that's a pain point for me is just um, inventory forecasting and um, turnover. Okay. And so... With your customers, do you tend to have, do they ask for a medium top and a large bottom or do you sell, send all one size? I customize it for their body shape and okay. measurements. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And what are your minimums when you're buying that you you kind of have to project out? So if you're going to go buy a style, like a sweater, what do you have to usually buy into? I try to choose vendors who don't have really high minimums and I try to find people or vendors who will not necessarily do the like run of like two, 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 but I do work with some where it's the six pack of two in each size. And I will say another struggle that I have is I have a lot of customers who fall into the XL range. So like a size 14, 16 is a really common size for me. And so then what happens is a lot of these, you know, six packs don't come in an extra large but a 1X, if I'm looking at plus size vendors, is not, it's too big for them. And then I'm left over with like a lot of smalls. So I would say that that is like the inflexibility on the vendor side is a struggle for me too. Okay. Samina, do you have any questions? <laughs> uh, let's jump right in. So many questions, okay. right? <laughs> so one of the things that we've been focusing on with Multistream Machine, which is our mastermind, it's multi, multiple places to sell product um, or to sell your, your business or whatever you're doing. So whether it's direct to customer online, uh, the wholesale model, if you're assigned directly to boutiques, if you're doing flash sales, subscription boxes, um, Amazon, there's a whole bunch of ways that you could branch out your business. 
And one of the things I think you had mentioned that you were into and something that we're obviously very into right now with our partnership with CrateJoy is a subscription box model. And I know you said that was something you've been considering. Yeah. And it's something where we're leaning into what you're already doing well at. So the outfit boxes are already doing well. So it's not something that's so unchartered with you that we don't know if it's going to do well. It does well. We just need to refine the process and refine the deliverables basically to make sure it's successful. So that's kind of what we're trying to do today. Awesome. So tell us so tell us about the the styles that you sell. So when you're thinking about that subscription model and you have certain types of moms and different types of customer avatars, what are they leaning towards? They really like a whole outfit with usually it'll be like a pair of awesome jeans they can wear with, you know, to a bunch of different events. I have a hard time selling them on jeans with any kind of distressing. (laughs) A top that's pretty versatile. So versatile things, but again, they're wanting something. It's usually like a three-piece outfit with an accessory, but things that can also stand alone. So, you know, cardigans, Bamboo is a huge hit in my shop because it's so soft. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so usually like layers. So a lot of the words that I am loving from hearing from you is, let's kind of put this together. So making it easy to be casual, but put together. That's your target market right there. The people that love to make that want to make it easy to be casual but put together. Also, maybe something where you're literally you have a box that's called daytime to date night, or that box is actually called that because it fits everything, right? Daytime to date night, the layers, the softness, the looking good, um, but being casual. Um, and then they can add pieces to it. So maybe just have that be the over encompassing theme. Also, another thing that I really loved about what you said was compassion entrepreneur. I think that that is a little bit of your target market too. They're the compassion entrepreneur. Um, Those words just, you know, I love words that really tell you exactly what they are without you having to elaborate on them. And so, but so then it might not be the stay at home mom. It might be the compassion entrepreneur that's work at home, but also likes to be put casual, but put together. That's why bamboo is so soft and it has that luxuriousness to it. You know, in any setting, even I've seen, have you seen bamboo floors? They're yes. amazing. And so anything that's bamboo, I feel has like that little luxe feel to it, but so, you know, but it also has sustainability. So it's, you know, that ethical fashion, fair trade, and then that compassion entrepreneur. So those are my initial thoughts. How do you feel about that, Jacqueline? I love it. And I also think then you could almost do add-ons or single boxes called like date night. So only date night, or I was just thinking, I don't know, do you do activewear at all? I don't really, no. Because I was thinking like from breakfast to boot camp. you know, just thinking of... Yeah, like thinking of people, for example, we all we talked about that I'm still wearing yoga clothes this morning because you take your kid to preschool, wear your workout clothes, you're for sure going to work out because you're dressed, there's no excuses, then you can move on with your day. So thinking about the busy mom, thinking about things that we would do. So what if it's like brunch to soccer practice or you know things like that where your day is going to continue and you want to sort of go from looking put together to still comfort and still being able to be an active mom. And the top tier of that offering that you have might be 
conferences or going to conferences. This is what I was saying to Jacqueline is that I need you for this upcoming conference that I have coming up because I'm always in athleisure. I don't work out, but I live in it. And, (laughs) (laughs) but I have a conference coming up and it's been hard and we have a photo shoot at this conference extra hard because I was like, what should I be wearing? Should it be matching Jacqueline? Should we be too matchy matchy? You know, because we're biz partners and- And then also I want to, I want to look nice for this conference. I want to look stylish, but that's not my usual. It's kind of out of my comfort zone a little bit because I'm of this casual, but put, casual, but I don't care if I'm put together, I guess. <laughs> so that's kind of, like I said, the top tier. So it's something special, a special event, a special networking thing, something of that person's life where you're breaking down into tiers of here's this, here's every day. I love that, you know, whatever, um, brunch to soccer mom, because that's totally me because one, I love brunch Two, I'm not sending my kids to soccer practice, but I get the idea, right? I'm running around. And, um, and then I kind of have to be presentable yesterday. (laughs) Yesterday I went to go pick up my daughter from after school program and it went from really cold in Iowa to really, really warm. And I was the only one wearing a full length winter coat that I had to put the window down in my, my minivan, rolling in a minivan. And I was like, obviously I need to put more thought into my pickup because I'm one of those crazy moms that, you know how they show in sitcoms, like walking up in a nightgown or something. So yes, the thinking without the thinking. So I, I think you really need to play into that lifestyle the good and bad of it, the struggles. I loved how at the beginning of this interview, you were like, my struggles with my business, <laughs> you know, because there's other struggles. Right. <laughs> I mean, in general, you know, like mine would be potty training. Um, number one struggle right now that, you know, that I have to kind of, that's my focus and it's not on my clothes, but at the same time, I want to look good and want to feel good. I just don't want to put thought into it. So yeah. So really yeah, thinking about awesome. the routine of your mom and and then the special things that come into her life. You know, date night, people say that like it happens all the time. It doesn't happen in my world, you know, but they get that idea in their mind. Like they know what date night looks like, right? So I think it's a great descriptor. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really exciting. And I do think my target market is almost exclusive. I mean, it's almost exclusively women who work from home and teachers, right? Which in my mind is kind of the same closet (laughs) because it's not, it's not women who are wearing suits to work all of the time. So it's sort of like casual, but needing to be put together or, or wanting to be put together. You have to change out of your pajamas, even if you work at home. Right. Or, or maybe you should. <laughs> or you should. <laughs> Take your long coat off that was covering the pajamas underneath. Um, yeah. And so thinking, thinking about that and then, and then what, what her needs are and how you could shortcut that. Because what we want to do for you is also make your business easier that when you're buying into these product packs, or if you have to buy into higher minimums, if you do do a subscription box, you'll be able to pre, you'll know like usually if a subscription is three months, you'll know three months out. So if you're going to do monthly boxes, you'll have three months foreseen of at least, you know, depending on how many boxes you decide to do, five items. And they'll tell you. So when they sign up, they sign up and tell you like, 
I need a small top, I need a medium bottom. So you're actually working in the way that if you were in apparel line, you'd be taking purchase, like you'd have purchase orders and you'd be going to production against your purchase order. You kind of have that foresight into what you're going to be shipping. Right. Um, I would also love to see you do a teacher's box. When you hear teacher, you kind of think of a price break too. Um, Maybe that is a different price break because they are super compassionate, but they do have to look a little bit nicer. Uh And you almost feel like teachers have to kind of fight for that, right? Right. Like to look nice, you know, Right. Um, because people think that they should look frumpy. Not that they think that, but I think that's the general idea is that you don't get too fancy at school, but they should be able to look nice. And I think that hits your target market too, is people that are compassionate. They're working in a setting where they have to be in front of people, even if it's little kids, you know? So having a teacher's box, I think would be cool and testing that out to see how successful it is. People get a general idea of what they, what they want to wear in a classroom setting. So I think it would be cool. That would be like your experimental box. See how it does. Cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. I'm a former teacher, so I do have a soft spot for teachers. I love a niche and a niche and that's a huge niche. And yeah. And on top of it, like who doesn't need help if you're a teacher, right? Right. Right. (laughs) You know, they're so busy. They're doing, not only they're putting additional money in usually, but they usually are um, doing a lot of extra stuff in their downtime. Test, yep. you know, grading papers, yeah. doing stuff at home. So I feel like they are the ultimate busy person um, that we don't, that kind of gets forgotten. Yeah. And my mind goes straight to Facebook ads and that's a real, that's a really easy one to run. For sure. <laughs> so, so Mina likes to talk about the niche within the niche. And so that is even an idea that if you weren't ready to go full scale with this, you could launch a teacher's box, period. That's it. Um, and test it amongst your customers. And that is so specific and it is such a tight group of people. They'll all start sharing it. The only thing is, is that you don't want them all wearing the same outfits. Right. (laughs) So there's going to be something there with maybe more versatility or what we were talking about is finding or figuring out what their style is. So you know, you have like the different teachers. Like if she's the preschool teacher, she has a different outfit than the fifth grade teacher versus the senior you know, the senior high type teacher. And so, but it doesn't mean you can't pull from the product you're already sourcing. It's just sort of how you style it, right? Right. And thinking about LuLaRoe, you know, I think a lot of people like that because they're, they know what fits their body. They like the cuts, right? Uh, But there's a gazillion patterns. So maybe think about just having like, three different patterns available or something that they can choose from. Because I don't care if somebody else is wearing a Lula road dress, if mine is in a different pattern or, and then also does it, it might not matter as much because the layering quality of your box with, if you put a sweater or if you um, wear something differently, like a dress differently, if you have a scarf over it, if you have a cardigan over it, it looks different than somebody who else who, Wears it differently, like who wore it better? (laughs) It's over. Maybe that obviously (laughs) you don't want to be put in a competition. (laughs) The kids have it. Um, Yeah, and you can also even break it down by color, right? Because black people love black, so you could have like my favorite colors are black and darks, and so there could let's say the dress is in three different prints. It could be black. And then I'm really into, you know, reds and citruses and blah, 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 depending on the season. And then, or I'm into navy and blues. And so you could pick based on the colors they tend to wear and that you're styling the outfit more according to color if it's going to have like a solid cardigan 
a printed dress or top back to pants or jeans. And then the great thing about uh, on Crate Joy, they have this feature where you're able to add on. So let's say somebody subscribed for your teacher box and you had leftover, you know, smalls from a previous box, you could include that as an add-on item. So it shows, you know, things in your shop. Yeah. So a lot of people will do that with like their overflow inventory or, you know, the excess inventory, or they'll do that with like jewelry pieces. So you're able to bring that um, margin up even higher or get rid of what you already have. And so that's a really cool thing about your process is you're sourcing things that, like you said, with sizing, it's a little bit more difficult, but it's definitely manageable. You know, because okay. um, those people that if they end up loving that shirt, that's not to say that they won't buy it again for their sister. I do this all the time because I know that I love something that I want to get it for my sister. And it might even be the same shirt. I mean, we're in obviously different settings and everything. And the funny thing is that since we gravitate towards the same things, we always text each other, what are you wearing? Yeah. And because we'll end up matching by accident anyway. So it's kind of, we we realize that as sisters. So I think it's one of those things where don't just, don't, think that they won't buy it again, even if they already have it. They might okay. love it, you know? Okay. Yeah. And I'm one of those people who like, I'm wearing a cardigan right now that I have, I think in three other colors. Mm-hmm. So. Same. <laughs> Same. Same. So every mom ever. <laughs> that's, that's another idea. He could do a little pack, like a five pack of the same shirt in different colors or a five pack of the, or a three pack or, you know, something like that, where if you wanted, you could kind of shortcut that idea for them as well. It could, or it could be your add on later. So if you love this sweater, get it in two more colors. Okay. Since we do, when you find the thing that you fits you well, you might buy a few more of those. Yeah. yeah. You might flip it and make it instead of being your excess of an inventory, the ones that you know people love and rephrase it as in, this has been such a hit, these bamboo shirts, because they're ultra soft. People love them so much. We're adding them as an add-on so you can get them in every single color because you know that they'll sell, right? So it's instead um, just really, you really need to talk about it. Um, we used to, I don't know if we, we talked about this in the actual interview, but before the interview, I think we were talking about people tend to gravitate to what you're wearing because they can see it on an actual person and they know, you know, what people are liking. So I think that if you say, if you tell them that it's super soft, they'll take your word for it, obviously, because they're already buying the things that you are loving yourself and, and right. wearing. Yeah. Yeah. It's that trust factor. Yeah, for sure. And then also just, um, sometimes you just need to know that it's ultra soft, you know, like having that descriptor. Um, I, there's a lot of people who don't know about bamboo fibers that they're ultra soft, you know, and sustainable and that you can wash it. That's my favorite thing, actually throw it in the washer and (laughs) no maintenance. That's another thing that you might want to push is that all your stuff is, you don't have to Dry clean it. Oh my gosh, I couldn't even remember the word. That's how long it's been since I dry cleaned something. <laughs> or hang, hang to dry all yeah. the things. Yeah. So you can just, you know, wash and dry as normal stuff that's ethically sourced and um, casual, but put together. And okay. depending on the wash factor, you know, that doesn't have to be part of it, but you can pull, you have this research and this data from your current customers. And that's the key, right? You have customers that are fans that know, like, and trust you. And it's easy to get the data from them on what they would want or need. And you're doing these boxes already. So another thing that you were thinking about probably doing is you do the monthly boxes and then you also like the idea perhaps of a weekly box. Yeah. 
So, and I, I have that in front of me and some of that is just, it's based on just things people, you know, sometimes in, I have a Facebook group for my just kind of VIPs and it's really more of a community. We don't talk a whole lot about what I sell, but a lot of times people will say, oh my gosh, I found this and you have to carry it in your shop. And so I was thinking of if I, what kind of outfit box would I want? You know, like people are asking me for like, sassy, quirky, saying socks. Like I don't carry those and I probably wouldn't regularly, but that would be a really cute, maybe like a mother's day gift to yourself, like a little sassy box or so I was thinking, well, I could make it an offering monthly and not necessarily a subscription, but if, you know, if, and different price points too, So that if you, if it was something you wanted to do, you could maybe get like an accessories thing once a week. And so I just had like different weekly ideas written down. I love that idea for, you should definitely have it as a subscription because some people want that once a month. So let's say uh, Savvy Socks, or what did you say? Um, sassy socks. Yeah, Sassy Socks. (laughs) Yeah, um, because I I would love to see you have a giftable box on your tiers um, because teachers often will get gifts from their the parents, right? So it would be a really cool sassy socks or, you know, whatever. And then also your current subscribers would be able to gift boxes because it would be really hard to gift a box uh, entire outfit, you know? So it might be socks or it might be jewelry that's sustainably or not sustainably ethically sourced that's specifically for teachers that you market as a gift box for your sister. Um, the funny thing is that teachers tend to run in groups of teachers and families too. Uh-huh. I know families that are all teachers and you know, it just like it's in their blood. So it would be a great gift box. And then that would be a great way to spread the word about your, your normal subscriptions because then they, it come, they come back to you for the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea to have a little giftable. And I think that's also like kind of the intro price point. And so I guess my question about that would be, is that part of a subscription? How do the subscription, the actual subscription, how does that usually work? So if you do it on CrateJoy, they allow you different product listings. So it could be, let's say, um, Sassy Box, Sassy Sock Box, Style Box, Teacher Box. I'm just throwing these out there. They don't make much sense, but they're at different price price tiers, but they're all subscription, but you're able to gift any of them. Okay. Um, And then when you're, even if you're gifting it to yourself, you only get one month and you're not put in subscription model, but it's basically the way of the platform that you're able to be, you're able to process that transaction monthly and it does it for you very easily. And then you're able to put the product listing. So we're talking about it as tiers, like, you know, three different boxes, let's say, and different prices, and then um, pictures for each one. So awesome. yeah, super easy. But talking so, about the weekly though, the weekly is a little bit more difficult. That's You have to think about your life and lifestyle. If you have to ship out weekly boxes, you're always going to be shipping and sourcing. There's a lot there. So maybe this weekly idea, if they wanted to add a, a weekly box, I don't know if you could package within the package, like week one, week two, week three, like a little cute little boxes inside where they right. unwrap weekly or it's just for four weeks of, of clothes or five weeks of clothes or whatever, or these extra accessories. So... Um, I would rather you look at what you could do monthly because okay. you have 
you have to source all of this. You have to lead up. You have your lead in time. Sub- subscribers are going to subscribe. Then you're going to have your time. You have to pack and ship. And it would be way easier for you if you knew every month from the first to the fourth, you were packing and shipping versus literally every Monday or Tuesday, you're doing something. That makes or a lot of sense. Again. And then it can be more of a capsule kind of deal. And you can kind of pick and choose what works within your budget, lifestyle, wardrobe needs. It would yeah. be have to, It would have to be packaged within that tier or that box. So the teacher's box, for instance, would be a specific thing versus, um, and then they would put their size or whatever, or notes about whatever I'm a, you know, medium top and, you know, large bottom. And then it would be within that box or whatever the listing allows. Um, and then you would be able to do add-ons on top of that. Yeah. So it's like the add-ons are from a shop. So you're creating like this shop kind of like the add-on listings. There's the add-on listings and then there's the main core product listings. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So So you're able to upsell. Mm -hmm. It functions sort of as a marketplace for subscription boxes then. A hundred percent. Right. Okay. Yes. Right on the nose. They are the, <laughs> <laughs> they are the marketplace for subscription boxes. So awesome. to lead you into that, right now you have a website and you have traffic to your website. And you also have a link. I think your link says boxes or what does your link say to get them? It to- does. Yeah. So at the top menu, you can go to the boxes. Perfect. I didn't have until you suggested it. (laughs) (laughs) So if you start to gain this traffic there and then you move into the subscription model, for example, you could leave that link as is. And the cool thing about CreateJoy is that they'll let you integrate in a page. So it'll look like a page within your site and then it will eventually leave them off the site for the transaction. For the transaction. Okay. But it starts there. So if you already have customers coming in, that way you don't have to worry about how to build them, how to track the sales, when to ship, when to cut off, when they can sign up for the subscription. They handle all of that for you, which is the cool thing. Most, and, they, and we were sort of in on the knowledge of what people are doing. They have really huge companies that started there that still have a portion of their business with them for the transaction part. Because why do you have to deal with that software? Um, it's there, it exists, it's all set up. So it would be easy. And then they could find you through the CreateJoy marketplace. If you wanted, you could also have your listing on, if they decided to search women's clothing, your box could show up, for example, or you don't have to have it on the marketplace and you could just have it all coming through your site. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would recommend you rename that link. (laughs) Instead of box, name it, whatever, um, compassion club or, I, what is it? Ethical Fashion Club or something that hits with what it is. Yeah. So they know it's subscription and they know that they're buying something that's subscription mode, but they can still gift it. That's the whole idea. And they can still add on to it. And I mean, CrayJoy was made for subscription boxes. So it's just the way to go because it'll save you a headache when you're trying to scale. Because let's say this blows up, then you'll be able to figure out how to like get help without having to figure out how am I going to patch this together and get this platform to work. It just helps so much because it can go from a small seller on their platform to like a a huge, huge seller. Okay. Yeah. Then, that's awesome. I'm all about not having to do all of it myself. As much as it <laughs> seems like I, <laughs> I do everything myself, but as much as I can outsource, that's great. So how would the logistics work? Right now, I design graphic tees, but they're printed and drop shipped. All of the photography, everything happens through 
a company in Arizona. So how would that work if pieces of a certain box were coming from one place? Would I wholesale order them and then have them shipped to me? If you felt like they needed to be in your box, but maybe those don't exist in your box. Got it. So maybe those are still... We're not saying get rid of Love Delphine sure. the Boutique. Yeah. Maybe those don't work for that that, that model. Now, remember though, if you're on there on the CrateJoy platform or marketplace and your own, you're also going to be pulling customers that see you there to your site um, because they have like 300,000 page views a month. Nice. Crazy. And then the the better you perform, they'll actually support you. So not better, but they they pay attention to the boxes that are performing really well. And then they have an entire marketing team that will also throw your stuff out. So for example, Mother's Day is coming up. If you had like this teacher's box already up, then they might say like, and for teachers, a mom who's also a teacher, get her a subscription box. Or end of the year gift. It's sad when you have to leave a teacher you love. My daughter has the best teacher right now. And I'm actually really sad because she has a personality where you have to be super, super encouraging. Like she loves to hear, you know, great job. You know, I obviously built her up like this. Okay, guys. Um, <laughs> but her previous teacher was not like that. She d- she doesn't like to uh, openly encourage. It's just different styles, right? So we're going to leave that teacher. And I was like, oh my gosh, this makes me so sad. I'm going to have to get her something to say goodbye, you know? Um, so something like whether it be Mother's Day or end of the year or back to school or, you know, the holidays, build that all into your calendar. And then also on your Crate Joy page, you'll want to tell the schedule. So let's say, you know, just like Jacqueline said, on the first of the first through the fourth of the month, I'm packing. On the fourth of the month, we ship. And so then you're building that process and they know your process, you know, and they understand it's a subscription unless you want to gift it. Also, it's just, um, there's so many things that you can leverage as far as like teachers wise, but you know, that might be something where you start. That's why Jacqueline was saying that like, it's an easy start right now because you already have the sourcing. You already have a little bit of a built-in audience. You can target market and you can get that up and test it and see if you like the CrateJoy platform. Yep. Speaking of your custom shirts, in the boxes, you should just have a flyer that says, we also have custom shirts, and then you know, check them out. I would kind of try to, as you're building this business, you want to keep your product line very tight. Right now, you're doing a lot of stuff, so many products. That means a lot of call to actions. People can only handle so many call to actions. You know, like Jacqueline and I were like, do you think those that's a lot of call to actions? Three things that we're asking them to do. It is. So just try to keep your product line really tight. If it's not working, cut it. But take time to evaluate it. Yeah. That's awesome advice. I tend to be like, all the things. <laughs> I can give you yeah. everything you've ever imagined. Right. <laughs> Our hashtag, well, um, Nellie Ginger, who's been on this show before, says all the things always. It's like hashtag all the things. Because yes. you can do it all. Yeah. So take, and, and that is something to reevaluate your business right now and figure out what works and what doesn't work. You know, you know your key pieces and it's easy. Capsule collection and capsule dressing is such a trend right now where if you can simplify people's lives to 10, 15 pieces for even seasonally or, or monthly, so that's a lot for a month, but let's say seasonally or every couple of months, then you show them how to wear it and dress it. And then you're building out your community even more so because that's what you do, right? You're dressing in it. And you said you have a lot of social shares that people show how they wear it as well. I have a ton. Yeah. And it's, it's been awesome because it's just organic. And I, I don't have to ask people to do it. There's not, I'm not like, hey, if you do this, I'll give you a shop credit. And so it's been really good. 
because it's not only me now, it's different body types, different um, people are styling it really, you know, differently than I would. Um, and that I feel like that's a real strength for my boutique. I think also you've got, you got the things that you've sourced to like the T, right? You know, some key places that work the way you want. Those might be the places that you want to start with in terms of putting your boxes together. And then I know that you also go into plus size a little bit, you know, and smaller sizes, just all these other external parts. Wait, leave those still in your boutique. Leave those still where you can manage. And then as you start to refine this process, you might do so well at subscription model that the other part doesn't end up being a priority. Or you know, you'll see that like people that are XL, 1X, whatever their sizes are, need stuff. And then you could add on a subscription box for plus size moms, teachers, whatever it is, but not yet. Okay. Yeah. And I think that um, use that to your strength, the the whole stylist thing and really being very connected to your customer. It's something that like, for instance, Stitch Fix doesn't have, right? They don't, they have a connection, but it's not small enough where they really, really know their customer. So like if I had a stylist that said, Hey, I know you have dark hair. This is something I discovered you guys. I love the color nude, but I realized with my skin tone, I look naked. Yes. You know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, duh. But if I had a stylist telling me, um, with your skin tone, you might not look great in, you know, nude coloring, but you actually would look good in neon. I look good in neon, you guys. Believe it or not, my skin looks tanner. I like it's like a punch of color. And so things I had to figure out on my own, right? But as a stylist, you since you have direct access to specific customers, you might want to put in a little tip for each one of them to make them feel special because you do know them. You have that exact lifeline to them. And on top of it, you guys know stuff that we, I mean, wearing a new dress at a wedding, which should probably not be done for me, you know, like, like that. Right. So just giving them those tips and then actually really, really leaning into that strength of that personal stylist. Did you watch sex in the city in the nineties? Yeah, I did. Uh, Harry Bradshaw's yeah. naked dress. Uh-uh, <laughs> I didn't see that episode. It's the naked dress. <laughs> <laughs> I just talked about her on the last episode about how um, sort of the same idea where she she's like, I give you guys all gifts for like baby showers and this, that, and the other. And she wanted a gift even though she wasn't married or any of that. So I remember um, that episode. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good episode. So, I mean, and that's the thing, right? It's always, oh, and we had talked about it. There's a, there is a box for single women basically on Create Joy. So it's like gifting yourself something. So going back to that weekly box, that's also sort of like buyer, like gifts for yourself, maybe like mom yeah. gifts to herself. Yeah. My mom likes to say like, I'll buy myself jewelry. Like I don't need to wait around for somebody else to do it kind of thing. And so it could, it could be oriented to that. So it could be a cheaper entry level, or maybe not because it's four, four things, but it's special little items, mm-hmm. a candle that you love, a bath bomb. This, this will take your sourcing outside of what you're used to. So it might not also be what you do right away. It could be, or it could just be where you start with those add-on items where it's like, for whatever that month is, you add on a couple things specific for Mother's Day or whatever it is. And see if they're popular. I would stay away from weekly it hasn't been tested that people love weekly packages, except for with Amazon, since I get one every single day. Um, but <laughs> Crate Joy, for instance, they know what works and people usually do monthly. And in the customer experience, it's just like, you know, how you have a lot of something, you don't love it as much. It's kind of that same idea. So you look yeah. forward to that, you know, um, monthly delivery and you're like, it's a it's an unboxing package. But if I was getting that every single week, I don't know if I would be like, 
you know, now it's super special. But I love the idea of putting a lot more into a box that would be like experimental stuff. So it might be like that fun bath bomb that, by the way, I found a bath bomb, which is so exciting, that smells like a dupe of Chanel number five. How cool would that be, right? Um, And it would be something really cute for... I've re-gifted some stuff I've gotten in in, um, subscription boxes if it wasn't for me, you know? So even like that, it might not hit right on the money, but at the same time, they're able to use it and they still love it, but it's not, it's just not something exactly for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like just something really luxurious. Mm -hmm. I, I am personally a big subscription box girl. Okay. Um, And I, I get cause box. Oh yeah, that one's so big. I get Globin, kind of the same idea, but they, oh. yeah, they because they source from uh, third world countries and stuff, mm-hmm. right? I think Cause Box actually switches there to different ones, different profit uh, nonprofits, and then Globin actually stays with the same. Oh, nice! I haven't yeah. heard of that one. I'll have to it's look. It's new. That. Yeah, it's new. But Cause Box is big, and I've regifted a few things out of it. <laughs> Yeah, right. Don't we all? Life of a mom, right? You're like, oh my gosh, what do I have? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Even to like, what birthday present had, like, did I shove in a closet and didn't give my kid? (laughs) I know. Um, So do you have any questions about this model? Um, Well, I think my question is, and this is just kind of one of my my pain points in general, is timing-wise, how far out is a good time to plan. Um, and then ordering, I guess, am I ordering kind of as needed or what, like, do you sell out of subscription boxes? You can. Um, so just kind of like the timing and then, um, just managing the inventory. So you offer question. a limited number. That's what it okay. is. So that'll help a lot. So let's say you have a hundred boxes for your launch. Jacqueline, what do you think a month out or two months out? So, so basically what will happen, and this is sort of what we've, we've pulled from the Create Joy uh, vault is probably a, like two months out, three months out, you could start yeah. sort of pre-launching. A landing page, a landing page. Collecting start getting, emails. Yeah. Emails, start getting people knowing, getting their emails where you can start engaging with them. And you're very good at that because I'm on your mailing list and all things, your Facebook group and everything. Um but thinking about it, because you already have your customers built in, what? So then, a month before you, they can, you can only set it up on, let's say, on the CreateJoy platform, thirty days prior to. They said either thirty or four to six weeks. So the most they can do is six weeks, but it's a manual thing. You actually have to reach out to them and say, "Hey, I'm loving this platform. Can you extend it out a couple weeks for me?" So you okay. should do that. So, but but basically, what it is is like if you were exactly thirty, like let's say it was May first is when you were going to pre sell and then it's a May, it's a June box that's going out. Four weeks before you could set up the whole system. You could start taking the orders and then they would ship out in June, basically. So you have a whole month before to sell. Okay. They also recommend that you have four months set up of sourcing so that you have the next four months of your box set. It doesn't all have to be in hand, but that you know the five items or whatever that's coming in four months ahead. Typically, people might sign up for a three-month box to start as they're testing you. I think there's like three months, six months, a year subscription. Um, and so, you know, if you do it quarterly, for example, or every four months, then you'll you can take that off you as well. Like you know your products there, and then you're just forecasting for the next four months. 
Okay. Yeah. So on the landing page, you would say, let's say, let's just pretend it's a box for teachers. Uh, fashion, um, let's see, ethical fashion for teachers. So you would have the title of the box, you would have a description and you would have a photo of what like items would be in that box, right? Okay. So it doesn't have to be the exact items. It has to be the idea, the concept portrayed in a photo. And then you might want to do a video that says, hey, I'm Vanessa, I used to be a teacher and um, I always had this struggle of blah, blah, blah. And kind of talk about your story. Keep it short though. I would say under two minutes, maybe one minute. And then have a sign up thing that says, hey, if you sign up here, you could win lifetime free shipping or whatever. Some sort of incentive. We kind of talk about this in our other episode, but you know, whether it be like a bonus item that gets put into a, your debut box or whatever. But I should say, limited number of boxes or only a hundred boxes for our debut month, sign up now. So you'll be the first to know, you know, so that scarcity signing up and then also that incentive for them to sign up. And then, um, so then the schedule, according to what Jacqueline was saying would be May 1st is when you're able to actually take orders. June 1st through the 4th, you're packing and June 4th is your ship date. So you would have all that information and you would kind of just talk about like what they're getting and why you're doing it and why they need to buy it and need to know, you know? Okay. The really awesome thing about this is that CreateJoy offers you a customer um, success manager. So they're, and they're dedicated to your brand. So once you go, so we have a two week trial link for all of our listeners basically, and they've probably heard about it over and over at this point. But (laughs) (laughs) once you do the two week trial, you're able to then upgrade to stay on the platform. Once you upgrade into the platform, you'll get assigned a customer success manager. And that person will actually walk you through all the steps. They have a base camp with like steps and tutorials and all the things to do. And they'll work with you on your margins. So making sure you're hitting the right margin, making sure your scheduling is correct. Also sourcing. So making sure you have all your sourcing aligned. And they even have a, an Excel sheet to give you as an example to break down your sourcing per month. And the like, how much it's going to cost you, and then your margins and all that. So it's really great because you're not alone in doing it ever. Actually, like if you ever need them, so as you grow, they're there to keep growing with you and to sort of manage you into that next realm. You get them for life, for life. That's crazy, right? <laughs> I love saying that for life. <laughs> they get assigned to you for life. So then, and if anything happens with your scaling, they actually have like their pulse on your business, and they're able to. Let's say you you know, do bonkers well, they're able to get you in front of the marketing team, for instance. You know, so it's really, really a cool way if you have any questions about subscription that they'll be there with you. That two-week trial from us is also no credit or card required, no obligation. So you can test it out and see if you like it and see if it's intuitive to like the way that you're setting things up, but you'll always have help as well. You know, so it's a great way to get in there. We give these timeframes that I feel like they're a little bit off because the people that we actually work with do things faster than the normal person. High achieving entrepreneurs, high achieving women, right? So then like us saying three months out, is it really three months out? I've never done, I've never had to take three months to start a business. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that so true? (laughs) Yeah, because you're Vanessa's going to have this launched in a month. Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right, I'll I'll give it to you in three days, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And so take these ideas and really roll with it at your own pace and just build in the processes. You're able to go really fast. That's what I love about CreateJoy is that you can move super, super fast. 
and it's a-okay, you know, because that's how we roll, right? <laughs> you know, and but you just have to make sure you hit all those um, checkpoints to make sure you can, you know, keep up with it and build it in because you're only one person, right? So, yep, we'll see you in three days when you have this rolled out. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's a really, that their model sounds fantastic. It they is. really I only looked at it from the consumer's perspective. I yeah, didn't realize right. that they offered it, all of this. I think that you said 300,000 views. It's 3 million views on their website oh. a month. Yeah. Wow. It's 300,000 transactions, right? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, millions with an M. So you're not going to get that kind of traffic yourself, you know? Plus the reason why we're pushing this with our product-based businesses and our masterminders is that it also will bring that visibility over if you are able to like capitalize on sending shipments out and say, Hey, we also have this. And so you're able to offer something that you're already offering. But like I said, keep it tight and make sure that you at least know, like there's three boxes over here. And then, you know, this is what I'm offering on this side. And it's becomes the arm of your business. I keep saying arm, but it just makes so much sense to me. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it brings new, new fish to your pond. Yes, it does. And, you know, Vanessa, for you, you're constantly shipping, right? If they, if you get an order in, you're shipping. That's, it's crazy and maddening sometimes. And then it also, the thing about being an entrepreneur is that you get to, that you want your own schedule and then you can't really have your own schedule when you're at the whim of people's orders. So you either have to scale and get someone in there or imagine if this if your business shifted to this model, then you're actually only shipping let's say end of the month beginning of the month. So then you know like one week a month is going to take a ton of work from you and then the rest of it is sort of open for other things that you want to do. So Right now, you're going to have a lot of balls up in the air, but it's just a way to think about, you know, these these sort of not that we create prisons for ourselves, but these things that we create for ourselves that all, suddenly you're realizing like maybe that joy has gone out. And so, what excites us about this is it's just like a new way to sort of breathe life into our business and kind of reinvigorate us as entrepreneurs. Yeah, uh, one of the things, one of your skills that you should totally, totally remember is that you're awesome at sourcing. The people that are awesome at sourcing are going to have that leg up on everybody else because they already know how to source. Like they know where to find stuff. They know the best quality stuff and they have a structure of how they're sourcing. Like you're looking for fair trade stuff. You know, a lot of times when people are sourcing, they're like, I don't know, maybe, you know, you already know that you need samples. You already know which vendors work well. So it is truly your strength and your, the way that you're going to gain that extra momentum compared to everybody else that's starting out. Cool. Awesome. So we will give you a link for your two week trial. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then we will also support you in that. So we have a Facebook group. We'll invite you into, and then as things are coming up as you're looking at the back end. If you've got questions, we will then ask the people we know to help us answer. Okay. Yeah. How are you feeling? Do you feel like this is overwhelming or manageable? No, I think um, I don't get easily overwhelmed. <laughs> it does happen, but I mostly feel excited because this is something that I've been wanting to do. Even when I was doing LuLaRoe, I was actually doing uh, customized capsules and I really wanted to move towards a subscription box. So this is really exciting for me. Perfect. Yeah. Yay. So this is the fun part of the interview. We're going to wrap it. I have fun questions to ask you. Okay. And it's going to sort of be like rapid fire answer, okay. whatever comes to mind. Okay. <laughs> Very easy questions. Don't worry. Yeah. 
Vanessa looks scared right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First question is, what is your coffee order? Uh, it's actually just changed. So for the longest time, it was a chai, and now it's a flat white. Ah, very What's cool. What's a flat white? Okay, honestly, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what it is. <laughs> I just but love it's it. Super yummy. It's, I think it's a cafe au lait, but maybe like less milk or something. Okay, we should it's, ask our. We'll all ask our baristas the next time. <laughs> yeah, and I'll find out. Try I'll one. I should know what I'm drinking, right? <laughs> uh, what's the favorite thing on your desk? Oh, what is the favorite thing on my desk? I have these little unicorns that my kids get me. They're like. Oh my gosh. We got that. I got that. Oh my gosh. This is like kismet, you guys. So when uh, we went to Vegas to meet each other for the magic sourcing show, I got blind bags for my daughters and um, they were those mermaid unicorns. They're actually mermaids. And I'd never seen them before. And I actually ended up getting it with Jacqueline. I don't think I ever told you the story. Well, my daughter's name is Layla. And so I was like, So we are at Planet Hollywood. You know how it's like this huge mall, so many boutiques. I end up getting that blind bag, just grabbing one. The unicorn mermaid's name was Layla. Did I tell you that? So I was like, oh my gosh, it was meant to be. And then now you have one of those and I've never seen them since. And that's crazy. So yeah, I think they get them at um, like video game comic stores. They're so so cute. cute. She had one that had like sprinkle, look like ice cream and sprinkles as a hair, right, Vanessa? Like so cute. Yep. Um, so great. So something cute and your kids got it for you. Uh, finish the sentence. When I pick up my phone, I, um, check social media. <laughs> so it's 90% of the population. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you wish you knew how to. I wish I knew how to sew because I have a lot of fashion ideas in my head and I wish that I could make them come to fruition on my own. Ah. Uh. Um, okay. So what was the last show you binge watched? Black Mirror. Have you seen that show? I heard it's kind of scary. scary. (laughs) Really creepy. Okay. (laughs) Um, all right. And then what should the title on your business card actually say? Where's all the hats does all the things. (laughs) All the things. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) And then do you have an alter ego or stage persona? No, I don't think so. I think what you see is what you get. All right. Maybe get one for those days that you have to... Mine is a dragon slayer. So sometimes I'm like, I got to slay dragons today. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll show my own Sasha Fierce dragon slayer. Yeah, I know. I need to name myself something like Sasha Fierce, but different, you know? Mine's more of like my mentality of like getting through a day. Like this is what I have to be today. That's really it though, the dragon slayer. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you. This is amazing. You well, let us know where business. to find, find you. Can you uh, say some of your handles? Sure. Yeah. So um, lovedolphine.com is my blog and my boutique is shoplovedolphine.com. And on Instagram, I'm love.delphine. And Delphine is D-E-L-P-H-I-N-E. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And we will have it in the show notes too, but it's always fun to hear, hear where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much. This was really fun and also really inspiring. So. Yay. Awesome. Thank you, Vanessa. 
Just a quick reminder, guys, make sure you sign up for CrateJoy's two-week free trial during the special subscription boss series. It goes until May 25th, and this way you can tap into Jacqueline and my knowledge to help you during this time of adding a subscription box revenue stream to your business. You can find more info or sign up at www.theproductboss.com slash CrateJoy.